This podcast is part of the Craftology Radio Network. Visit craftologyradio.com to learn more. Hey everybody, Joe Smith here for your Weekend Geek for the week of January 25th through the 31st. Let's talk about the Weekend Geek that's fit to speak. In movies, last week we reported on the Nielsen streaming numbers for the end of December, which included a big success story for Disney's release Soul. We mentioned that Nielsen didn't include HBO Max in its streaming chart numbers, but now we have them and those numbers are very good. During its first week of release, Wonder Woman 1984 racked up 2.25 billion watching minutes of the 151-minute film. In comparison, Disney's Soul held 1.67 billion watching minutes of the 100-minute film. As a result, Wonder Woman 1984 holds more overall minutes by 500 million, and Soul holds more average complete plays, which works out to 16.7 million over Wonder Woman's 14.9 million. On a side note, last week I stated 500 million views of Soul. This number was way incorrect, and I apologize for the error. Nielsen stated that the viewing figure release for HBO Max is a one-time-only deal, as they work towards introducing numbers for the streaming channel in the coming months. Misha Green has been hired to write and direct the next Tomb Raider movie, with Alicia Vikander reprising her starring role. The first film with Vikander, which was directed by War Uthug, was released in 2018 to box office success. The sequel was announced shortly afterwards, with new director Ben Wheatley attached to the project, who left the production last year after multiple delays to production from the current pandemic. Hulu released the new version of their film Palm Springs that includes a commentary track from director Max Barbakoff, writer Andy Ciara, and stars Andy Samberg and Kristen Milioti. While other streaming services have released behind-the-scenes mini-docs and blooper reels for their content, this commentary version could be considered the first official DVD-style extra available from a streaming title. Palm Springs' commentary version is available now on Hulu. And ghost films are apparently in style for Hollywood these days. Jared Leto is teaming up with director Darren Aronofsky for Adrift, a ghost ship story. Ethan Hawke and director Scott Derrickson are making Joe Hill's The Black Phone, about a haunted telephone installed in a kidnapper's basement. Tilda Swinton and director Joanna Hogg are making The Eternal Daughter, a ghost story between mother and daughter in a family's manor home turned vacant hotel. And finally, Timothy Chalamet is signed up for a horror love story called Bones and All. Corey Hawkins will star in Andrea Odreval's Last Voyage of the Demeter. The script is based on a single chapter from Bram Stoker's Dracula, The Captain's Log, in which the Russian schooner is chartered to carry 24 unmarked wooden crates from Carpathia to London. The film will detail the strange events that befell the Doom crew as they attempt to survive the ocean voyage, stalked each night by a terrifying presence aboard the ship, and its derelict arrival at Whitby Harbor with no trace of the crew. And in I Just Want to See a Giant Ape Punch a Radioactive Lizard So Goddamn Badly News, new photos of Godzilla vs. Kong's tie-in action figures from Bandai revealed that the weapon Kong is seen using to deflect Godzilla's breath attack in the recent trailer is actually made from one of Godzilla's own spines. Godzilla vs. Kong's release has been moved back a week to March 31st. In addition, other films have announced delays this week. A Quiet Place Part 2 has been pushed back five months to a September 2021 theatrical release, and Morbius and Escape Room 2 are now scheduled for January 2022. 
and some quick bites. Robert Rodriguez is writing and directing a reboot of his Spy Kids franchise for Skydance and Spyglass Media. Joe Barton has been hired by Bad Robot and Paramount to write a direct sequel to 2008's Cloverfield. Robert Kirkman confirmed the live-action Invincible movie, quote, is still very much in development, end quote, and exists separately from the upcoming Amazon Studios animated series. Zendaya confirmed Alfred Molina will reprise his role as Dr. Octopus for Spider-Man 3. Ernie Hudson hinted but did not confirm that Rick Moranis may be reprising his Lewis Tully character in Ghostbusters Afterlife. Luke Evans has joined the cast of Disney's live-action Pinocchio as the Pleasure Island coachman. Tika Sumter is reprising her role in Sonic the Hedgehog 2. A tweet from director James Mangold appears to confirm Indiana Jones 5 will be set in the 1960s. Ryan the Last Dragon will release the Disney Plus premiere access on March 5th, and Zack Snyder's Justice League premieres on HBO Max on March 18th. In television, Netflix has announced the main cast for the Sandman series, a live-action adaptation of the critically acclaimed Vertigo comic from Neil Gaiman. A blend of modern myth and dark fantasy, the Sandman follows the people and places affected by Morpheus, the Dream King, as he mends the cosmic and human mistakes he's made during his vast existence. Tom Sturridge stars as Dream. Vivian Akampom is Lucien. Gwendolyn Christie will play Lucifer. Charles Dance was cast as Roderick Burgess. Boyd Holbrook plays the Corinthian. And Sanjeev Baskar and Asim Chaudhry will appear as Cain and Abel. George Clooney is joining up with writer Brian K. Vaughn to make Buck Rogers, a limited series about the classic pulp sci-fi hero. Buck Rogers was originally a blue-collar worker and former soldier who was mistakenly preserved in time only to be resurrected in the 25th century. Once awake, he finds himself in a strange future where he emerges as a hero, keeping the universe safe from an assortment of villains. While Clooney and producing partner Grant Heslov are aboard the series strictly as producers at the moment, the show is being developed with an eye for Clooney to potentially star. Jodie Turner-Smith will play the lead character of The Witcher Blood Origin, a six-part live-action limited series set 1,200 years before Geralt's story. Imagining the continent in the time when the rule of elves was dominant, the miniseries will explore the creation of the first proto-Witcher, the magical processes undertaken to transform people into powerful monster hunters, and the events that led to the conjunction of the spheres. Turner Smith will be playing Isle, a former warrior turned nomadic bard who gave up her life as the guardian of her clan's queen to follow her heart as a nomadic musician. The grand reckoning on the continent forces her to return to the Way of the Blade in her quest for vengeance and redemption. Netflix has announced a Skull Island anime series starring Kong is in development. The show is being made by Powerhouse Animation, the same team behind the Castlevania animated series, and will be canonical with Legendary Pictures Monsterverse. The series follows shipwrecked characters desperate to escape the most dangerous place on Earth, mysterious island home to prehistoric monsters, including the greatest titan of them all, Kong. Netflix has not announced release dates, but it's expected to debut in 2022. Tim Robbins will replace Rain Wilson in Amazon's new series, adapting Naomi Alderman's sci-fi thriller The Power, in which every teenage girl on the planet gains the sudden ability to electrocute people at will. Robbins will play Daniel Danden, quote, the self-righteous and self-important Republican governor of Washington state and constant thorn in the side of Margot Cleary Lopez, the Democratic mayor of Seattle. Lauren Ashley Smith is developing a U.S. remake for ABC of the U.K. time-traveling jazz comedy Time Wasters. The new adaptation follows four black 20-something New Yorkers who accidentally end up in the year 1926 despite being deeply unenthusiastic about it and deeply unequipped for time travel. The series follows the foursome's often bumbling attempts to survive and thrive in the Harlem Renaissance. No word yet on cast or release date. 
And some more quick bites. Jeff Nichols revealed the previously cancelled Alien Nation reboot film is being reconsidered for development as a 10-episode Disney miniseries. A live-action Harry Potter spin-off series is in early development at HBO Max. Philippa Goslett has replaced Joss Whedon as the showrunner and executive producer of The Nevers. Jonathan Entwistle will replace John M. Chu as the director of the new Willow series coming to Disney+. Kate Mulgrew revealed she is attached to return to the second season of Star Trek Prodigy. Jay Lycurgo has been cast as Tim Drake in DC Titans' third season. Sonia Balmores has joined the cast of Amazon's I Know What You Did last summer series in a currently undisclosed role. Filming has officially begun in Calgary on the upcoming Fraggle Rock reboot at Apple TV. The six-episode series The Snoopy Show debuts on Apple TV February 5th, and Marvel released a spoiler-heavy sneak peek of WandaVision's remaining five episodes. In video games, the latest issue of the official PlayStation magazine revealed more details on the upcoming LEGO Star Wars The Skywalker Saga game. In the article, developer TT Games confirmed that the game explores all nine Star Wars Skywalker Saga films, which you can play in any order you like. The game also features around 800 unique characters, with roughly 300 being playable at various points in the series, including Yaddle and Babu Freak. LEGO Star Wars The Skywalker Saga releases to console later this year. And in other news, Dragonlance co-creators and authors Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman have announced plans to write a new book trilogy set in the beloved Dungeons & Dragons campaign setting. The trilogy will return to the beloved characters from the original Dragonlance novels, along with a new protagonist. The authors first contacted franchise owners Wizards of the Coast about writing a new Dragonlance trilogy in 2017. This past October, negotiations went so poorly that the duo sued Wizards of the Coast for breach of contract. Two weeks ago, their $10 million lawsuit was voluntarily dismissed, so apparently they came to an agreement. While publishing dates for the new books are not yet formally set, Amazon UK recently listed the first paperback for this July 29th. And in cardboard crack news, an ultra-rare Magic the Gathering Alpha Black Lotus was sold at auction for over $500,000, the highest price ever paid for the card. The Black Lotus cards are exceedingly scarce, and the Alpha release is among the most desirable among collectors with only 1,100 ever printed. This card was notable for its exceptional condition, and it's only one of seven cards of this type to be graded at a perfect PSA of 10. In addition, the card's case was signed by artist Christopher Rush, who painted the Black Lotus art and likely doubled the value of the already rare card. Just another reminder to our parent listeners, never throw out your children's comic books, cards, or toys. And that, folks, is your Week in Geek. As always, a full listing of this week's articles is available with source links down in the podcast description, and I'll see you geeks next week. This podcast is part of the Craftology Radio Network. Listen, we get the Craft Brews and Geek News show is way better than it ought to be. If you'd like to learn more about other shows that we have on our network, please subscribe to the Craft Brews and Geek News podcast. Visit craftologyradio.com to learn more.